Energy. Energy, energy, energy. <laughs> Did you just say Rochelle Obama? Michelle. Michelle. Okay, because I thought you said Rochelle Obama. I know I have a thick accent. <laughs> What's your name? Sarah. <laughs> These people aren't calling me Mustang. Because everyone says to me, <laughs> Do people call you Mustang? <laughs> And I'm like, not twice. <laughs> I use my fake name. <laughs> What's your fake name? Sally. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Oh Hey Gays. Uh, it's Sally. Uh, I'm on my own this week. Uh, Sarah's been a little bit sick, um, so I thought I'd give her the week off. Um, that is until I can get Brandy Love on. Um, hopefully that will be soon. Brandy is my new co-host. I just need to ask her. Um, anyway, this week we have an amazing guest, um, Volley Levant. And if you're from Brisbane or you've been to Brisbane and been to the clubs in Brisbane, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, gorgeous vivacious, hilarious, all of the good stuff. Um, I think everybody knows my opinion on drag queens and it is huge, huge love for them. Um, and I was so excited uh, when Volley said that she would come on the podcast. So we talk about everything, I think, um, pretty much. And I'm not going to ruin it for you. You can just um, have a listen. Um, she is absolutely fantastic and I'm so thankful uh, that she came on and uh, go out and see her um, at Fluffy Sporties or The Wick. And I think the Down and Under Bar and Grill, although I've never seen her there, but it doesn't mean that she's not there. Um, so, yeah, enjoy. Um, follow her on Insta and Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Um, fantastic. And um, see you next week. And I will have Sarah with me next week. And I think a surprise for you all. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Have a good week. Okay, so, um, thank you for coming on and giving me some time. Um, I've seen you out and I think you're terrific um and I that this has been something that I've wanted to do for a long time um oh my god thank you yeah so thanks so I kind of just want to know like when when did you start wanting to do drag um I guess I started it's always very hazy for me um I always um I loved when I turned 18 and I, um, my friend who I um, worked with at the time, she took me to the beat mega club at like two in the morning. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever actually saw like a drag queen show like live in person. Yeah. And then I loved that. And I was in acting college at the time and I always grew up doing acting and um, doing lots of plays and theatre and stuff like that. Um, but I kind of never really got like the full, I just never really felt like that was my place. Like I loved doing it, but it just didn't quite feel right. Yeah. And then, um, after I graduated college at the Actors Conservatory, I went to in, um, 2011, I entered a drag competition at the beat, 
um, just after years of going out clubbing and watching drag queens like live in person, just local queens there and at um, Fluffy and stuff like that. So I gave it a go and then it, um, I went into a competition one night and I actually won the competition that night and then it all started from there really. Um, yeah. Wow. But that really, I, I came into it from acting and wanting more from it. I love doing character roles in acting like... I never just wanted to do, like, self-portrayal things. I always wanted to be, like, the biggest, most outrageous character there could be in the script. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how um, about... It's amazing to do that. And how much does your, like, your drag persona, like, differ from your actual personality? Like, obviously, maybe a lot? Um, a lot in ways and then nothing in certain ways. So, like, I suppose probably when I started, I would say it differed a lot. Um, but over the years, you kind of, like, simmer your own personality through your character. Mm. And, um, I would just say Volley's very, um, she's very, like, um, she's exactly me. Everything she says, everything she does is exactly me. It's just more outrageous, more fabulous, more over the top, more, yeah, like, just more everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Where did where did yeah. the inspiration like for your look come from? Um, my inspiration from my, my biggest inspiration like for looks and things is um I really love like um movie stars like Goldie Horn and stuff like that. Real like yeah. women that are just just have so much character in their face without you know too much makeup and stuff like that. So I love um women like that with the blonde hair and the, you know, Farrah Fawcett and all that. Um, yes. But most of my inspiration really comes from my grandmother because I just always remember just from a kid, even right up until today, like she's always just dressed to the nines. There is just jewellery, there is earrings, necklaces, rings, her outfits are just beautiful and colourful and look at me and like she's always just the most fabulous, beautiful woman in the room, so... She's probably my um, my biggest inspiration when it comes to Bolly's um, looks and aesthetic. What and like, what does she think of your drag? She absolutely loves it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely the luckiest boy in the world. She, my family, are very supportive of it all, and um, she loves it. My father, my grandfather's like um, in a barbershop quartet, and they go around and do shows and stuff everywhere. So wow. Um, yeah, so they really love um, anything that us kids do creatively. Like they just jump on board. They're so great. Yeah, and your and your parents were cool when you said that you were going to do drag and. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, well, once you tell them you're gay, for me it was a little bit like, oh, I've got to outdo this now. How can I shock them again? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like just every few years, I try to pop out something new, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was. Um, I finished the acting school that they put me through and stuff, um, and um, then I pretty much straight away jumped into the drag. Yeah, and I think um, my mum is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly supportive. Like she's just the best mother you could ever possibly have. Like mm. um, she's been fantastic, and my dad is amazing too. I don't think he fully understands it as much as like. Um, I would want him to, yeah. But he's fully supportive of it, and that's that's I amazing. Think 
Yeah, exactly. I think he probably comes from a place of like, well, where are you going to be in 10 years' time? Not that he says that to me. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Will this this pay the electricity bill? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, so far we're doing good, but, um, um, yeah, I can see in him there's a little bit of unsurety as to what it all is, but... (laughs) He will know one day, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool though. Um, yeah. I kind of like, I mean, I love drag queens and, I mean, I'm a lesbian but I love drag queens and stuff so I'm totally down. But the question that I always kind of want to know um, is, you know, like the exploring the idea of femininity, like uh, I guess is your drag persona um, a representation of women or is it a parody or is it something else? Um, that's such a good question because so many drag queens are all different, obviously. So they, I get what you mean. There is one a parody. I would never say that mine's more of a parody. I have an ultra respect for women. Mm. So I was pretty much like my dad when I grew up. My dad was off in the army all the time, so he was overseas a lot and stuff. So I was brought up by the women in the family. So my grandmothers and my mother. Yeah. So that's where. So. I don't really know how to word it, but I definitely wouldn't say mine's a parody or I'm trying to be feminine. Mm. I'm definitely coming from a male actor's point of view, whereas I'm dressed in a character role for the night. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, but somewhere borderline in between, like, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard for me to explain because I don't want to disrespect anyone, obviously. Oh, no, 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 and I don't think you would be. It's just that kind of... Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just comes from a – I think um, it comes from a place of respect for women when it comes to me dressing up. But I really feel like I'm in a character's clothing. Like, I don't feel like I'm wearing stockings and I don't – I feel like I'm wearing, like, tools for the job. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. isn't it? Like Yeah, but then you could talk to another queen and she more feels the feminine side of things and actually – yeah, it's weird. Like she might shave her legs and stuff like that because that she wants to go that extra mile. Because she wants to be more feminine. Mm. So there's all different. And then you've got ones that just want to paint kind of like a clown. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of like differing reasons, isn't it? I guess like yeah, definitely. Well, different um, people, um, what they've grown up being inspired by, really. I guess yeah, and different so, experiences. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's good. Um, like, what does drag mean to you, like, at the end of the day? Like, if someone said to you, no more drag, what, like, what would that mean? Um, it would actually mean there's nothing. <laughs> wow. It's like, um, yeah, when I, um, like, pretty much all leading up to doing drag, I kind of never really found my place. Yeah. And I um, always had the confidence, always outgoing, always the life of a party, but on the inside never really felt like I quite belonged anywhere. Mm. But then drag, I really found my place. I found people that nurtured me, nurtured my talent, nurtured me as a person and really kind of um, created what my life really should be in and out of drag. It gave me so much and taught me so much. So... To me, it really just means life, like it's my whole life. Yeah. And what is the process of starting drag? Like, you know, you hear drag mothers and, and all those kind of terms. Like, what was your process in starting? Um, well, my process, I think I had probably an up, 
when it comes to performing, like, I had that little bit of an advantage because I'd already done theatre, I'd done heaps of stuff, so I was like, I kind of just entered a competition. I didn't really know anything about drag. I didn't know that there were drag families and stuff like that, and that's really a, um, I would say it's more of an American thing that through drag races now become like, oh, we're going to have drag families and stuff like that, which is cool. Okay. Whereas in Australia, you would have like a, um, a drag mother. Like I have a drag mother, but it's really more, it's not like there's a whole family running around. It's more of like your mate that you worked with like yeah. a lot. Yeah. And started and they took you under their wing. It's so it's Australian. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly that it's Aussie mateship. It's not, and that's what I like. Cause like I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I think it's great, but they are kind of American things that have stemmed through, and we do call them our drag mum, but we don't kind of invest that kind of thought into it that they do. Yeah, because it becomes. But I think the younger generations now are. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause like I guess a lot of people's exposure is RuPaul's Drag Race, so you kind of think, is this how, yeah, this must be how it is everywhere. Yeah, and um, like when I started drag, it was, I think, they were playing RuPaul's Drag Race on television, but like season two. Oh, wow. And we were like two years behind America or something, or I was watching a repeat or something like that. <laughs> I was in the 18, so I could watch Foxtel when I, I was at someone's house that had Foxtel. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have Foxtel either at our house. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was like making 20 bucks a week doing God knows, um, working at a bowling alley when I was 18, <laughs> so there was no Foxtel. Um, but, um, but there was also like no makeup tutorials, like if you went online, a drag makeup tutorial would be done by um, just like a, usually a female makeup artist, which is fine, but they weren't working with a male face, so... Now you can jump online and you can see a hundred different drag queens working with a male face. So you can actually learn your techniques, um, which is even better for, because dra actual drag queens are doing those tutorials rather than makeup artists because a lot of the ones online would get requests to do them. Mm, yeah. But they don't necessarily drag as its whole own art form. So when I started, you just kind of had to slam it on your face, go to the club, get read the house down by all the queens <laughs> in the back room, and then next week try and come a little bit better. <laughs> That's what having a drag mother and stuff was. They teach you tips and stuff. Like I'm joking a bit, but honestly, it was I learned from getting red. Why have you got green lips? Why have you got glitter there? Why are your eyebrows on your feet? Like all this kind of different stuff. And then eventually, you just take it on board. Yeah. God, that would be insane. I couldn't even imagine that. Yeah, it's um. But that's, I don't know, it's, I've loved learning that way. I've loved learning. I've, there's so many queens that I've learned from and I was very lucky that I've um, got to learn from a lot of the older queens and um, trans showgirls, oh, my God, because um, they joke around and stuff and they have the most fun, but there's some serious rules you got to follow when you go old school style and I love it. <laughs> oh, what are the rules? Oh, there could be any, like, just even, like, you know, too much black under your eye, like all little things. Like wow. Those little things, but those little things is why when you watch those people on stage and they look so refined, it's because those things matter. Those things, that's what makes you different from that is paying attention to those little details and being a perfectionist because that's what a true showgirl is, a perfectionist. Yeah. So, wow. um, 
And so what do you think, like, you know, when the queens from Drag Race come over here and and do performances and that, like, it astounds me that, you know, even for someone like if I wanted to go and see Alaska, I, I can't even get a ticket because it's sold out in such a short time. What do you think of drag being so mainstream now? Um, I actually think it's amazing because it's opened up this whole it's, it has the snowball effect, you know. So um, local queens that have nothing to do with drag race benefit from a show like that being on TV, whether it be from nightclubs wanting to invest more money into a show because they're more interested in it, um, to someone wanting to throw a birthday or a hen's party and know they can't afford to buy a drag race girl, but they could get a local fabulous girl. Yeah. And we all do that. We do those bookings. We do parties. We do all that kind of stuff. And but 10 years ago, like, you couldn't make a living doing it. So, you know, there might be one or two queens in town that would only do drag and that's what they do for a job. Now we have, like, you know, you know, five to ten queens that do it actually as their full-time job that live in Brisbane. So... That's um, incredible. It's really made it a business mm. and it's still that's for me I reckon over the next 10 years it's going to cop a lot of um, just a lot of more business things coming into it because there's more and more work coming every day for it so yeah, yeah. but this it also gets very Americanalized. it's important to remember that Australian has a very 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 long drag history and um, it's um, very different to American that's why I think like we get a lot of people go oh, why don't you go on RuPaul's Drag Race and we're like, well, we're not as American, so you yeah. can't go on it. So, and, um, but also it's very, you come off a bit different because we have different personalities to Americans. Like we, if you're in a drag dressing room, like even if you look immaculate, you're going to get made fun of. Like we poke fun. We, yeah. But in that way where I think Americans kind of think you're being serious and we're like, no. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, you know, giving people shit, like, which is exactly yeah. what you should do, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think Aussies sometimes come off a bit different to the Americans. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, I mean, I, I love all that Australian stuff, like, that we do to each yeah. other and stuff. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for the world. What about politically? I mean, an Australian version of the show would be amazing. Do you think that would happen? Because there's one in Thailand now, isn't there? Mm, it could possibly happen, but I don't know. I think maybe like a show that wasn't RuPaul's Drag Race but just drag related or something like that could be a good idea. Like, yeah, I think it would be. Would I would, I would love it. I would, I would. There's love so it. much talent Australia wide. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, and I find that we don't sort of nurture our talent as much as they do in the US. And yeah. I, I think that's 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 really shitty. And that's music, drag, any kind of performance. Like it, it's just really shitty. Yeah, I think everything. Like I see, I'm especially like I'm a big fan of music, and I'm a big fan of Australian music. And like there is none. I'm like everything's American. Everything's. I'm like we need to push our own country's talent far, far more. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Let's start a revolution. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, totally. good. I'll write the details down and I'll flick them over. That's <laughs> probably where I need to be. I'll be there. <laughs> what do you think?
think politically with drag, like with all the stuff happening in our country at the moment with, you know, Scott Morrison and religious freedoms and transgendered kids and all that, like how do you think drag plays a part in in that landscape? I think I think drag always plays a part in um, taking the piss out of all that, yeah. making people, um, not those particular subjects you just mentioned, but when it comes to politics, it's sometimes you need someone that's already outrageous and can get away with it to say the things we're all actually really thinking but no one will say. Yeah. And that's why I love drag because you can be on that mic and you can say, oh, well, you know, make a joke about Pauline Hanson coming in in the burqa and stuff, but really you're just paying note of what's happening in our culture, what's happening in our society and you're bringing it to people's minds. Yeah. So you have you have that power to, in a joke, bring it to people's minds and through that joke we're all agreeing together whilst laughing that that person's an idiot or that person did something wrong or we don't agree with that. But it's made people think about it in a different way instead of on the 6 o'clock news cramming it down your throat, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Sometimes to make someone laugh about how bad something is is a better way of teaching them that it's bad because they have a, it's not being crammed. People, some people don't respond to information being crammed down their throat. So, Yeah, and I think, like, there's so much, so much bad news and so much pressure lately, I think, too, like even worldwide that sometimes it, I think it, it does take a drag queen to kind of, like, diffuse it a little bit anyway. Yeah, kind of take the edge off a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> And kind of sometimes make people, a drag queen can make people on both sides of an argument find a little bit of peace and funny in the situation, which is what I love too because you don't kind of look at a drag queen as having a side of the argument. You're kind of just waiting for their opinion to fall out of their mouth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they, they kind of have the power to appeal to both sides as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I they remember... <laughs> I remember going out when I was younger and uh, Miss Synthetic um, was... Oh, my God. Hey? I love her. She's my... I absolutely love her. Yes. And she used to just give... Well, she used to give me a lot of shit. Um, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. But she used to just, I don't know, she, just tear everyone a new arsehole. Um, yeah. And, but people just kept coming back and back and back. And I remember it was around... Um, the some people had escaped from some refugees or something escapees or something and yeah. I don't know even that she she did something on that and I just remember thinking that really it just really diffused a lot of the tension and and all that kind of stuff and that's when I knew I was like yeah this is an art form that I really enjoy like it's she's giving people shit like so much Absolutely, yeah, and that takes so much talent to be able to do that and for the people to respond well. Like, yeah, they, they have to be in on that joke to be able to take that um, lashing towards them. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I love that. I'm so inspired by people like Sydney and stuff that are able to do that. Yeah, That's and just... she, she just had everyone eating out of the palm of her hand and I just – I used to love watching it happen. Like it, it you just, you were powerless to kind of. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. I remember one night she was talking to this little small man. He was, he was just a 
you know, a few inches shorter than everybody else, the poor doll. And she's like making a story up and how he was over at a house and he kept hitting his head on the coffee table mm-hmm. and stuff. But I know and I mean you wouldn't go to one of her shows if you were feeling fragile because oh my god she would probably smell that and <laughs> you know like it just I, yeah <laughs> I think yeah I think she's a, a Brisbane icon um 100%, yeah. just fantastic yeah well that's all my questions actually oh well, there we go yeah so just like short and sweet and I think you've you've yeah, exceeded my expectations actually. So, yeah. oh well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I'll, I'll like when I am out again, I'll come up and um, introduce myself to you. Um, Please, absolutely do come up and just me. We'll have a drink at the bar, darling. Yes, definitely. I can't wait to I do that. Really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and and I'll let you know when I um when it publishes anyway. So it'll be before December. So. Okay, then, cool. No worries. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that's great. Thank you again. Oh, thank you so much. And sorry for the bit of a rigmarole. I've just had a bit of a couple of months of a hectic schedule and it's just... Yeah, absolutely. No worries. I think... Thank you so much. That was great. Yeah, well, have a good night and enjoy rehearsals. I'll try to. All right. See ya. Thank you so much, Sally. No worries. Bye.